0: transmissions a star wars podcast thank you for joining us this week episodes will typically be uploaded every monday and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our twitter and tiktok at fulcrum pod and on instagram at fulcrum podcast be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes
1: hi my name is sage i use she and they pronouns Uh, you can find me on tiktok and on twitter at sage Sindula.
0: Hi, my name is Claire, and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi.
1: So as you guys may have heard, we do have a little opening theme, a little opening tune that was made by our friend Ollie at Ollie Fresh on um, TikTok and on Twitter. So thank you so much to them for doing
0: that. Ahsoka is... I don't know if I'd say, like, she's my number one favorite, but she's definitely up there, like, she might be my favorite Star Wars character overall, Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, The first being just that she, we've seen a lot of her, like, we've seen her, we saw her as a kid in the Clone Wars, we saw her when she was slightly older in Rebels, and now we're seeing her in the Mandalorian, and she's getting her own show, and, like, we, we've just seen a lot of her and we've seen her grow up and she's been really well written in everything that she's appeared in. Um, and we've just seen the, her character development throughout like the entirety of the franchise. And that's like, well, I mean, one of the great things about Star Wars, obviously being like this long going franchise is that we get to see characters at different stages in their lives. And so we get to get a lot of depth on individual characters and Ahsoka is a very clear example of that. And then she just has a very interesting story, I think, like out of a lot of character stories, hers is one that I'm like, yeah, this is a story I wanted and I think is very interesting just in general. And then she's just a very relatable character too. I mean, there's so many things that she says and does and I'm like this, like I really see a lot of myself in her a lot of the time. And so I think that just a combination of all of that and like all of the writing done on her is just a reason why like for myself and I know a lot of other fans, she is such a beloved character in the fandom.
1: I My thoughts on Ahsoka Tano, she's like, like the center of my experience with Star Wars. I got into Star Wars like very recently, like about a little over a year ago um, because my best friend is so obsessed. Obsessed with the Clone Wars and was like, I just need you to watch this. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything, like, I'll get into it. So I started, I I watched everything, um, all Star Wars just in chronological order. So I was introduced to Ahsoka very early on, just in because there's only two movies, and then you watch the Clone Wars. And the reason why I literally got into Star Wars was because my friend was like, "Look, you're going to like it. It's it's fantasy and also look at her. Like look at look at Season 7 Ahsoka." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm vibing with this. I'm 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 going to watch it." And so and then obviously I just love her so much. Um she's definitely in the top 10 favorite Star Wars characters, if not number 1. Um and yeah, she really is the reason why I got into Star Wars and really why I like have such a connection to it. She's a character that is so just, we explore her character so in depth um, throughout the, um, the franchise. And so you're just like, you have a connection to her because I love characters that you grow up with, that you see, you meet when you're young, um, when they're young and then you grow up with them. Um, and then yeah, she's just every piece of media that she's in is just she's very she's always in character. There's no there's really no time where I'm like that doesn't seem like Ahsoka, like it just she's always written so similarly. And that's a a big part of it is because of Dave Filoni because he's so invested in everything that she is in. Um, and so yeah, I'm super excited to see her show and where she
0: goes with that. Another thing is that. Um for a lot of people, like myself included, the TV shows are like one of my favorite things in Star Wars. And obviously Ahsoka is a character that we see in a lot of the shows. And like, that's um like, especially Clone Wars and Rebels is where we really see her growing as a character. And I know like, I, a lot of people I know, like watch Clone Wars when they were a kid and then like got back into Star Wars later. I don't, I don't think that I watched Clone Wars like straight through as a kid, but I do remember like episodes, if they were on TV, like in the background, I would kind of be watching them. And Ahsoka is the one character that I like actually remember liking from the Clone Wars as a kid. Like there's not any other Clone Wars specific characters that I'm like, oh, I remember as a kid. I thought they were cool. But she definitely um was one of them. So then when I got older and I was like getting back into Star Wars and like actually watching the Clone Wars because she again, she was a part of the reason why I was like, Oh, I want to watch the Clone Wars, because like I remember Ahsoka, and like I hear a lot about her, and I want to see more of her. And then I ended up watching it and obviously getting really invested into it. And that was because of her and because she's such an interesting, like, lead character for that show.
1: Yeah. And I think another part of it is, especially with the Clone Wars and just kind of Star Wars in general, she is really like our only female lead in the Clone Wars. We don't see a lot of other women except for like Padme and a few other characters who come and go. Um, like Satine or Bocatan, but she is like the constant character you know in it who's a who is a woman. And that is like something that's so just great to see. And I do think that you know when we watch the show, we definitely connect with her more. because um, if she wasn't in the show and like I definitely would not connect to other characters as well that she interacts with because her interactions with characters, just build so much of the story and it wouldn't be able to exist as it is without her uh even if you like replaced her with a different character like her character specifically built that show um her and rex i would say and it and she makes anakin a more likable character i definitely when i was like going through my like canon run the first two movies i was like who is this this is who we're, like, this is Anakin Skywalker, and I knew Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader, I didn't know how or anything, but, like, I knew Luke, I am your father, or, like, things like that, so I was, like, this is Darth Vader, oh, and then I was, like, (laughs) and so, and then I was also, I also knew that everyone was, like, in love with him, like, obsessed with him, and I'm, like, okay, well, he's kind of cute, but, like, this, he's kind of whiny, and then as, and then you get through the, you get through Um, the Clone Wars and the first like two seasons I was like I still hate him I still don't like him and then as his relationship with Ahsoka started growing and you could see like the connection between them I was like okay maybe I don't hate Anakin Um, yeah and then as soon as she leaves like as soon as she leaves Anakin I'm like yeah I don't like him anymore so she definitely she very much so like humanized his character more Um, which is something that I think the prequels were trying to do was like humanize Darth Vader and show that he was like this amazing man and he was a hero. And then then he turned into such a horrible villain. And I think that fell short in the prequels. I do. I'm not a prequel hater at all. They're my favorite movies, but I do think that's where they fell short and the Clone Wars definitely gave it back.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. And I think that ahsoka's relationship with anakin for me now is really the thing that makes his fall to the dark side sad like i care about padme i don't like their relationship doesn't mean that much to me i'm gonna be completely honest um but i do like i am sad for her with that but ahsoka and anakin's relationship is like okay i care about their relationship not just her and i um care about like the effect that him turning the dark side has on her which is why like obviously season seven of Clone Wars makes everything in the prequels and like honestly most of the franchise that Anakin is in that much more heartbreaking because you care so much about Ahsoka and you have seen this relationship evolve across seven seasons and then he just turns on her and then obviously we know how that plays out with them and rebels and like beyond the clone wars now um but it's just it really adds like an extra layer and like the clone wars as a whole really just makes the prequel so much better like because it gives you more insight onto like what the clones have been going through and it gives you that added layer of thinking when you're watching like the order 66 scene but now you actually care about the clones not just the jedi and like you see the relationship between clones and jedi which is another reason why Ahsoka and Rex have such a great friendship and why what happens in end of season 7 with Rex executing order 66 and like the clones turning on Rex and Ahsoka is so heartbreaking because they really took the time to build up that relationship throughout all the seasons and also them as individual characters.
1: Right, and I also I just love the like impact that Ahsoka has on the franchise as a whole. Like the Skywalker saga was established when she, she she didn't even exist when it was established, but knowing her role in everything just makes it so much better. Um, Even like the things that she's just like an offhand mention in, you know, she has like a mention in Thrawn Alliances. (laughs) Like Padme offhand is like, oh, Ahsoka, blah, blah, blah. She left the order. And you're like, okay, like, I know where I am, and I know, like, the, like, I know the mental state of Anakin at this time because of the loss of her that he had to go through, and, like, it just, those little pieces that involve her build so much, um, like, they support everything that goes on, and I think that's such an, like, interesting thing for a character to do, because people who just watch the movies have no idea who Ahsoka is and it's watchable you understand everything of course but you also when you know who she is and when you know her story everything connects in a way that is so much more adhesive and um it's just a good time to watch everything when she's when she's in it she makes everything better is what I'm saying
0: yeah so true um It is like weird for me to think about people who have just watched the movies, like not knowing who she is, because like when I watch the prequels now, I think about Ahsoka, like when I'm watching Order 66 and like Anakin's fall to the dark side, I'm thinking about Ahsoka and I'm like, I know that I know what she's doing right now. And like, I know what she's going through right now. And that's like partially just because of my attachment to the character, but just because she really is so important to Anakin's storyline and Anakin's storyline is so important to Star Wars as a whole. Another thing that Ahsoka's like character arc gives us is this sort of more, even more so than the prequels, like revealing how like deeply flawed the Jedi order is. Cause obviously we see it in the prequels. Like that's the whole point is we see the Jedi coming to their downfall and like how they've become like corrupted by the war and politics. And they just like lost sight of what they are supposed to be. But then in the Clone Wars, we get to see a character Ahsoka who is starts off as a child and has been raised in the order and taught that like this is the way things are but even then she's a little conflicted because she's like I was taught to be like to be a peacekeeper not a soldier but then she ends up growing up as a soldier Um, and she talks about that even in season seven but we see her journey from like a padawan on until she leaves the order and she is just learning along the way what these flaws are. And, like, she's learning that the world isn't black and white. And it's not, like, Jedi and Republic are good, Separatists and Sith so they're bad. Like, there's a lot more to it than that. And we get to kind of learn that with her as we see the Jedi throughout the entirety of the Clone Wars, not just at its end.
1: Yeah, the, like, role she plays in in the fall of the Order, I think, is... Uh something that they added that was so necessary um and really like you said did show us like the corruption of the order and without that knowledge I feel like you can definitely tell where the corruption is in the prequels um but you really don't you never get like a nuance like this is how deep this corruption is and why it's like happening because We, through her, we got the understanding that the Jedi Order and the Republic became way too close to each other. They, the Jedi couldn't separate themselves from the laws and from um, the, the Republic, and that's why Palpatine grew into so much power is because of that, but we really saw it in like a smaller way. Instead of on like a grand scheme of things, we saw it in this small way where they said we need Ahsoka to be charged by and tr- her trial needs to be by the Republic and not the Order. And they said, okay, here you go, she's expelled, and so now you guys can handle it. And that's the moment where you, where I think also Anakin realized. That there something was going on, and that, like you know, that it definitely contributed to him believing that the Jedi Order was broken and did betray him is because they did betray Ahsoka uh, because of their misguided allegiance to uh, a corrupt Republic.
0: Yeah, definitely. The whole storyline with Ahsoka leaving the Order is just really it's really like shines a light on just how far gone the order is at this point and how like they truly have led themselves to their own downfall. I mean, the scene where they find out she's innocent and the council is like apologizing to her. And then it's Mace Windu who's like the, like it's just all like the will of the force. And like, this was all just a test of like your strength as a Jedi and just the inability to actually own up to your mistakes like i know that the jedi are supposed to follow the force like that is what the jedi are but they've come to the point where that's just like their fallback like anything that happens like it's the will of the force you're like we'll just trust the force to work this out and it it doesn't work like that like you have to own up to what you're doing you can't just always pass up blame onto like this higher power that you serve and really that was a moment i was like oh my god like y'all can't even apologize for a mistake that you made that is now causing like a very strong Jedi that you need to leave the order because she doesn't feel like the order is looking out for her is like the thing that she was taught to believe in she's like this is not what I was raised to be serving this is something else that I don't want to be a part of and I don't feel like I can be a part of anymore I feel like I'm better off doing my own thing. And it's just such a like big moment for where you realize just how bad things have gotten.
1: Yeah. And I think also, um, we're realizing as the audience through Ahsoka, um, and at the same time as her. So when she realizes in that moment where Mace window is like, this was your test. It's the will of the force. And she's like, no, like that, no, you guys betrayed me. Like this was not something that should have happened. And she leaves the order. She's not a Jedi. She doesn't identify as a Jedi, even in Rebels when she is older and has her own way of going through the force and um, being a tool of the force. And I do think that part of her arc, part of her ongoing character arc that we will see in Ahsoka, um, the series, is that she's going to reclaim her identity as a Jedi and what that means to her. And I, do, I think that right now she kind of is only able to see the corruption of the Jedi, but we saw when in Rebels, her meeting Kanan, her interactions with Kanan, she saw him and Ezra and just knew like, this is what Jedi are supposed to be. And this is this is Jedi without the corruption of the order. And we also have a very, um, ins, ins, uh, we have a different perspective of the Jedi as a whole because we've read the High Republic series and we've seen how Jedi in their prime without corruption um, used the force and how they interpreted life. And so we do have something to compare it to. Ahsoka doesn't. She doesn't, she's always known this corrupt order because she was so young when it fell. Um, But I think that her going through life, not as a Jedi, just as a tool of the force, she is going to at some point reclaim this Jedi title because she realizes, no, I am a Jedi. This is what being a Jedi means to me kind of in the way Kanan did um, through his arc. You know, he was also very young when the Order fell uh, and then he cut himself off from the Force and then reclaimed his title as a Jedi uh, when he met Ezra. And started, and through teaching, he, you know, found what it meant to be a Jedi. I think Ahsoka is on a track where she's going to have a very similar character arc to that. And if she doesn't, that's okay too. Like, we love... We love Wayseeker, <laughs> Wayseeker esque um, Ahsoka, but I do think that she is going to find what it means to be a Jedi to her and um, reclaim that title.
0: Kanan and Ahsoka, their relationship and like interactions and the conversations we have in Rebels, and also just like the contrast, but also similarities between their characters because they both were a part of the Jedi Order but they were different ages and they had different experiences within the order and were sort of had different levels of knowledge about like what goes on within the order when the clone wars ended. But then we get to see the two of them sort of like, they have very similar values and ideals. And for Kanan, you know, he takes on Ezra and he's like, I'm going to train an apprentice and like he doubts himself a lot, which we know Ahsoka has also struggled with. Um, feeling like she's sort of not living up to what she thinks she's supposed to be as a jedi and then like as an individual or like as a person in general um and so like when we see the two of them talking about sort of like the force or the clone wars or the jedi order or stuff like that it's really these are some really interesting conversations that i feel like i don't see people talk about that much but they are really very interesting and give us like they give us a lot of insight into Kanan obviously because he is one of the main characters of Rebels and that's like the whole point um but we also get it with Ahsoka and just like in Rebels in general even though Ahsoka is not like the main characters she's not part of like the ghost crew she also gets a lot of character development in Rebels despite not being in like every single episode
1: what we can really get into is is the title of our podcast Fulcrum Transmissions um Ahsoka's new identity after the fall of the order and after she um, is not a Jedi anymore, she becomes fulcrum and joins the rebellion. She's an integral part of the rebellion. They could not have won without her. They couldn't have existed without her. Um, And also the legacy that she had within the, the rebellion, even after she went missing on Malachor when everyone thought she died. Um, Horrible time, horrible time. But, you know, she, there became new fulcrums. Um, And, you know, she, her impact on everyone that she interacted with obviously contributed to the the success of the rebellion. Um, And I loved that she, in the Ahsoka novel, Um, towards the end when she joins the rebellion she's like I don't want to command anybody anymore like I did that for years I did that as a literal child Um, and I sent people to their deaths and I also you know won battles for the republic but I'm not doing that anymore I I want to connect people I want to be the bridge between communications and that to me felt like the most jedi-like things she could have ever done because when we know when we think about the jedi and we like see jedi in the high republic at their prime we see how connected they are through their communication whether it be like literally communicating through the force or just talking and um delegating things and you know just being uh open she took that on and she became what the rebellion needed and she realized that that is something that the republic needed was communication what the jedi needed was communication and she internalized that and she knew what she had to do and because of it this they defeated the empire
0: the ahsoka novel is just like i mean it was my first star wars novel it's one of my favorites i'm literally obsessed with it um but I recommend it to everyone I know who like likes Ahsoka or likes the Clone Wars because it's just not only is it just like okay it's a novel about her obviously if you like the character you would probably like it but just like the way we get to see sort of the start of her getting involved with the rebellion is something that I think is one of the most interesting parts of her story and to see like we also get interesting perspective of like Bail Organa and how he is getting involved with the rebellion and the two of them working together is something that I have always wanted to see and so it's really great to see it in this book um and then just there's so many little things that like really sets up Ahsoka's character for the way that she is in Rebels and like when we see her in the Mandalorian and, on, and when we'll see her eventually in her own show yeah I I recommend the Ahsoka novel um Caden I'm obsessed with you girl <laughs> Yeah, Caden, we love you so much. Caden <laughs> <laughs> is like ever again. Yeah. I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> I'm like the day that we see Caden like in a show or movie or anything. Like I, I will become such a problem. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like manifesting that it happens, but I'm so sorry for the person I will become.
1: <laughs> I think she just needs her own novel. Like I agree. I think she needs her own novel and Ahsoka can like maybe make an appearance and they can be gay and then and then that's it they like and then she leaves um but yeah I need that I need her I need more Caden um
0: I will say like when I I knew that people like shipped Caden and Ahsoka before I read the book but I didn't know much else about it I didn't know that Caden like canonically actually was queer and so when I was reading it I was like oh this is like she's definitely like has a crush on Ahsoka and then it gets to like little scenes where she's talking about being like lovesick and stuff like that and I was like mm. and then eventually there's the scene where like literally Ahsoka's breaking her out of prison basically and she's like I want to kiss you right now I was like this is the best thing that ever happened to me I think um yeah, yeah. love and then- love the two of them
1: <laughs> and then you know we also that's something else with Ahsoka is just like just her being queer. It's not canon, but then we have little things like there's a scene in the Ahsoka novel where Kaden like sits on her bed when they first meet. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, like she's sitting on my bed, which means certain things in certain cultures. And I was like, girl, that was a queer moment. That was yeah. a queer moment. I would know. And um, so it's like little things like that where I'm just like, yeah. Eventually, like if it never becomes canon, I'm going to be upset. Like, mm-hmm. I will be kind of like, um, so what was that all about? Like, what mm-hmm. was that? Uh, but yeah, I do think that now that we are getting so many, not so many, but a lot more queer representation in the um, in like comics and books, I think that once Ahsoka comes back into the the literary world of Star Wars we could get some of that um would absolutely love to see it on screen uh in front in front of all the millions of people who watch these Disney plus shows Um, so yeah would would hope for that uh not hopeful though I'm not hopeful like I do not think it's gonna happen however I would love it and I will be a problem if it does
0: Mm, yeah
1: I will be a problem on the internet
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, out of, there are a few things that I think would make me more of a problem than, like, Ahsoka being canonically queer, especially if it's, like, Kaden comes back and they get together, like, and yeah, that'd be it for yeah.
1: me. <laughs> I don't know, I'll, I have a hot take, actually, that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, my hot take for this episode of the pod is that I know there's a lot of things on TikTok right now about Ahsoka dying in her show. Um, And a lot of people are like, I don't want to see that, I don't want that to happen. I'm actually super okay with her dying in her show. Um, I actually kind of want it to happen, not to be like I want her to die or anything, because I love her to death. She's obviously one of my favorite characters. Um, However, something that we should bring up is that I do not want to see Rosario Dawson playing her anymore. Um, Rosario Dawson is transphobic and that makes me uncomfortable and angry. Uh, And it makes me more uncomfortable and angry to see her playing someone who I really vibe with and who I really love. So I do think that if we never see uh, Ahsoka in live action again, that would be totally okay with me. I do also believe that um, Star Wars works better as books and comics. And I would love to see more of Ahsoka in the times that we don't know much about her life, you know, between like her novel and Rebels or even between, before she becomes Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. There are times when, like, you know, in between Rebels and The Mandalorian, like I need to see that. I would much rather see that in a novel, in a comic, um, and or even in an animated show. I would love to see more of um, Ashley playing Ahsoka. Uh, but yeah, I think that Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka is kind of, you know, a punch in the gut. And I, you know, I'm not gonna like sit here and be like, oh, she's horrible because I I do think she played her well um, in The Mandalorian. But yeah, I'm, I'm cool with her just having like a one season show and it wrapping her character arc up and it doing, you know, her character justice in the end uh, for like an arc, a closing arc that she deserves. And then getting more media of her in different forms. Um, Definitely not the best, like, marketing strategy for Disney. So I don't think that's going to happen. uh, Because most people watch shows and movies and not read books and comics. But, you know, for the fans that really love Ahsoka, I feel like that is something that is better than her being played in live action.
0: There's my hot take. No, I actually... Yeah, I I do I do think that she will end up dying at the end of her show. And I do understand people's points of like it'd be better, like I wish that they would have her die like in animation because that's sort of how she started, and also like not wanting her final moments to be as Rosario Dawson because as you said, like that casting decision it like it, it hurts because you're like, This is a character I love so much, and now I have to see her played by a person who I really don't like. It's such a conflicting feeling. Um, but I do think that there's not, cause like one, she's just getting older and like in the Star Wars timeline, what makes sense? Like there's not really any way for us to naturally see Ahsoka, like chronologically after the Ahsoka series. Like she'll just, I mean, depending on how that ends, obviously, but like from the standpoint I have, it's like, there's not really much for her to be doing then. She'd probably just be kind of like hanging out, helping people out. Um, and I don't think it makes sense to have anything else with her afterwards like obviously there's parts of her life earlier that I think would be interesting and as you said like I would really love to see that in books and comics rather than a show or a movie Um, but I think that if this is really going to be like the chronological end of her story I would prefer it to end with her dying rather than her just kind of like going off even though that's kind of like horrible but I mean it's Star Wars so like that's kind of how things go um and yeah I think that if they can give her like a I don't want to say satisfying death because that's not really a thing but like a way that makes sense and is like a fitting end to her story and her character then I don't have like I will I sob yeah but I don't have a problem with it narratively (laughs) no
1: exactly like I'm like I will cry cry when she dies because she is Ahsoka Tano mm-hmm. um, and I will be really upset no matter what happens um, and that's just a character thing you know but it is I, I do think that if her death does come in the show it should be something that means something um, not that all deaths have to mean something in media I, I don't think that but you know for such an important character I don't I don't want her to be fridged, which I don't think that she will be, but I also like I don't want to see a violent death. I'm tired of women going through trauma in in Star Wars. I don't I don't need that anymore. But yeah, something just like that wraps up her character that makes fans emotional, something just more meaningful and something that wraps up everything would be great.
0: However, the show ends, it's going to be emotional because, I mean, it, it is Star Wars and it's a beloved character. Um, and it is and Dave so, Filoni. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just hope that they make it something that I can be like, this was a good enter. Because, like, she has such a long and complex story. Like, they have to put thought into how they're going to end it. They can't just, like, pick a way for her to die or, like, a thing for her to go do and then just not talk about her again. Like, it has to be good because she is such a beloved character and she has been in so many things and has done so much and meant so much to a lot of people they have to do something good with her and that's like i'm i'm really hoping that they'll do something that is like a satisfying conclusion for her character arc
1: so true i also hope that it's like we were talking about her being gay of course um hope that they don't just like reveal that she's queer and then kill her that's something that I, that's so something that they would do too. not to hate on Star Wars, but can we not bury our gays?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I just think that, you know, whatever they do, it's going to be, I, I do have faith that Dave Filoni is going to wrap up his character in a great way. Um, He started her character in a great way. And it, she hasn't had any time where I'm like, this isn't written well. There's never been a situation like that, um, you know, and I think the first time that she like died on um, when she was battling Darth Vader was actually really well, like really good. Uh, I thought that was like, oh, like this is the end of her character. And I was kind of like, OK, like I understand this, like I understand this ending. It kind of sucks. Uh, wish there was more of her, but I understand it. Um, glad she didn't die then, though. But yeah, like, like I know that whatever happens, it'll be good. That's just my thoughts on the Ahsoka series. Lots of thoughts on the Ahsoka series, but that's mostly because I am a Thrawn fan. I just can't wait for them to meet. This whole thing that's happening with Ahsoka's character arc started in the Clone Wars when she and Anakin went to go find those children, the children of the Force, those Force-sensitive children, and... Um, when Cad Bane was, like, trying to steal them for Darth Sidious, you know, and she rescued them, um, and then she did it again in the in Rebels, and then she kind of, you know, was involved with Grogu, who we kind of see as having something similar happening with, like, whatever's going on with cloning and Force-sensitive and midichlorians and things like that, like, whatever this has been building up to for literally years, like, it's going to be crazy. And I do think it has something to do with the Chis Ascendancy. Because we also have some interesting things with um, force sensitives going on in the Chis Ascendancy, as we know, with uh, lesser evil that came out a few weeks ago. Um, So, you know, I do think that the way that these stories are intertwining uh, is going to become fruitful and, you know, just work for everything. And I think it's something also that you will understand if you're just someone who watches the shows and movies, you know, you'll understand it. But for the fans who have like read everything and like and watch everything, it's going to just be like that much sweeter. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. little like, oh, I, I know what's going on, guys. I know what's going on. Um, And that's like I just love those moments in the fandom where, you know, every single TikTok on my feed is like, guys, 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 like this is happening and we know this because this and everyone's like theorizing and all this. Those are my favorite times in the Star Wars fandom because the Star Wars fandom is literally insane and kind of the worst sometimes. Times when people are theorizing and it's like a healthy conversation going on between fans. Those are my favorite things. And I do find that those revolve around Ahsoka sometimes. And it's I love when that happens. I love to see girl bosses winning.
0: Mm-hmm. so true yeah I love that's one that's the thing I love about the Mandalorian like as an example is that it it can be like an entry-level show like I know people who like got into Star Wars because of that or like have only watched that and like the movies and it's a good show for that but then they were like we can have a balance of like putting in things that like bigger fans will know um and also having it be understandable to like a person who doesn't who like hasn't seen the Clone Wars because it's like you don't need to have known who like Bo-Katan was before you watch the Mandalorian like when when you're me and that was like the best moment of my life seeing her there like it, it's good <laughs> yeah. but like you don't need to know her and so I feel like the Ahsoka series can be kind of a similar thing where it's like you don't necessarily need to know like who these people are going into it but if you do it's just like that much better oh god now I'm still thinking about if they hit Ahsoka with a bury the gaze trope yeah, I know it
1: just yeah. entered my head as I was like talking about it yeah. I was, like, as soon as you said it I was just
0: like thinking because it is like it is Star Wars like mm, I don't I don't really trust them all the time you know like other they've done the some Republic, questionable things yeah. yeah
1: other than the High Republic and like Dr. Afra, the the queer rep has not been very great yeah <laughs> really not um and so it does worry me it does worry me oh and of course anything with E.K. Johnson who like writing that's all great. So true. We love that. Um, we stand EK Johnson here. Uh, she's great. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for the Ahsoka novel and for Kaden.
0: Yeah, love love EK Johnston. Like, I, I can't even express it enough. Um, but yeah, not to like not to be like an ex supernatural stand on Maine, but like, yeah. Um, mm-mm. no more bury can't the gays. I can't do it again. <laughs> I can't relive all of that oh no not the first thing that just came into my head just now was like the destielification of Caden and Ahsoka um you know what that would that that would turn me to dark side like yeah if no I if like there's any sort of love confession death thing with the two of them or like Ahsoka and any woman not happening goodbye goodbye Star Wars (laughs) sorry to bring up Supernatural I I apologize um (laughs) yeah as you should yeah (laughs) my bad Uh, everyone
1: (laughs) i do hope though that we get ahsoka in the upcoming ek johnson novel queen's hope uh which is about padme and anakin of course anakin uh but you know (laughs) but i feel like um ahsoka is very important to padme i love their relationship that is that was something that I was not expecting while watching the Clone Wars. I was never like, oh, yeah, they're going to have some kind of relationship. But then I was, but then as it was happening, I was like, there's no reason for them not to have a relationship. Like Anakin, like Ahsoka knew about Padme and Anakin. Um, That is canon. It isn't a little short from Forces of Destiny. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, there is a little short of them. And Ahsoka's like, I know what's going on here I know what's going on here uh but yeah and so I do think that like we said earlier she's a part of everybody's story um but yeah I, and her in Queen's Hope would just be really great um I would love to see the impact of her leaving um because we know we know what happened to Anakin we do know what happened to Anakin after she left um not good but we do not really know what happened to Padme we get like a little something in um Thrawn Alliances uh but that was it and I do want to know the effects on her of her leaving on other people who are not
0: Anakin and
1: Obi-Wan yeah
0: and especially also, like, because Obi-Wan. in that Clone Wars arc Padme is the one who is defending Ahsoka like in front yeah. of the senate and the council um she and like just because of how close they are to like, she obviously has feelings about Ahsoka leaving, and like, I want to know what they are because I feel like, out of everyone, like, she would understand, she would like be like, I, I get it, like, I get why you had to leave, and like, she would understand Ahsoka needing to leave the order for her own sake. Like, that is just who Padme is, and like, that is how their relationship has been. So, I really hope that we get to like see that thought process from Padme.
1: I think that something that would be very believable is if as soon as Ahsoka left uh, the temple right after the the her little episode where she does leave the order that she went to Padme, because she is literally no one else to go to. Like she knows nobody except for like Rex, but he would be not available. But it would be very believable and very like that's something that's totally she would do is to go to Padme after um, that whole thing. That makes me sad to think about. Anyways, I just,
0: yeah, I hate my brain sometimes. Right before you said that, I was like, oh my god, like, did Ahsoka get to, like, say goodbye to Padme before she left? I really hope so. Can they please And then she died. She Mm -hmm. literally, like, the last
1: time they ever saw each other being in that courtroom makes me angry. No thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that would, that would really suck. okay trauma for Ahsoka being like yeah like this is this was my girl and then her literally dying yeah I would love to see them together um please I know the book's already written and in like (laughs) it's
0: coming out in a few months yeah but please (laughs) (laughs) I just need E.K. Johnson writing Ahsoka again like period I really do yeah
1: no I just I think that she really does write her the best Mm -hmm. she really does um sorry dave filoni oh sorry dave filoni not to out myself as a i'm not a dave filoni anti i do just think that women write women better than men yeah uh so yeah i do think that uh i should start we should start a petition we should start a petition for (laughs) another ahsoka novel
0: i yeah i strongly agree because like it's that time period where, like, okay, the Ahsoka novel take place, and then there's a break, and then we have Rebels. I'm yeah. Just saying, give us more.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I also just like love. Um, we already talked about Caden and them being gay, but E. K. Johnson really just being like, I'm putting gays in here. Mm-hmm. He belongs here, and it was so just like well represented and very just like so naturally written that, like, at first year, like, don't even notice it, you know, but, like, it's there. It's always there from the beginning, um, and that's just something also so important. We talk a lot about uh, queer rep in, in these Star Wars um, books and comics and stuff, and it's always just, like, a treat. It's always a mm-hmm. treat to read about someone who's like you and who, like, has similar thought processes to you, and you're just kind of like, yeah, like, this is a character I vibe with, and they're also really queer and that makes me feel good, you know? And so having another having another novel would be great. I just, yeah. We need a Caden novel and an Ahsoka novel. So
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, I love how E.K. Johnson is just like, okay, I'm I can't say that like Ahsoka, like explicitly be like Ahsoka's bisexual. So I'm just gonna like make it as obvious as possible without saying it. And I was like, period, yes. as you should. Yeah, Caden girl, like, I am so obsessed with you. Um, she like it it's crazy how after just reading the Ahsoka novel, like and seeing Caden for one book, I'm like, this is literally like one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Mm. And just from that one book, and it's because of the the writing, like she just was such a deep, complex character who like really complimented Ahsoka and they had such a like meaningful relationship formed over a short amount of time um, and just like the relationship that Ahsoka has with like all the other characters like the other people from Caden's planet um, is just it's just because Ahsoka is such a like caring person and how she went out of her way to help these people and like because that's what she does um, which is why I think that the book is one of the best probably in my opinion like the best portrayal of Ahsoka that we have.
1: Yeah, and it very much connotes back to that, like, Ahsoka is a Jedi, that's just what she is at heart, you know, and even though she hasn't, she never was corrupted by all of the things going on in the Clone Wars, like, her values have always been the same, they've always stayed, like, we help people, and that's just what we do, Um, and I am... I am a part of the force. I'm I'm a tool of the force. And that novel definitely showed just every single like thing about her. Um, it I agree that it was probably her best betrayal, portrayal. I that definitely sounded like betrayal, and that's not what I meant. (laughs) Anyways, um Ahsoka definitely um, belongs in the High Republic era she would absolutely thrive there i did tweet earlier that um her and bells out would be besties so true. i am so obsessed with that, that idea actually i do think that they would just yeah they just vibe they're both they're both bi they're both just just queering
0: around i love them powerful thought ahsoka tano as the padawan of avar chris avar Chris, lineage to Ahsoka, okay, wait, but that would also mean that Avar to Anakin, and that's definitely not working. <laughs> Get Anakin out of there, like, I want it, but that's the problem. There's so many Jedi in the High Republic that I'm like, oh, I want them in a, like, Imri, like, I Imri and Ahsoka, t- like, in the same lineage is everything to me, but Anakin's there. And I'm like, I don't want Anakin and Imri in the same li- lineage. Yeah, like,
1: exactly. I do think, don't hate me, I do think that, um,
0: Elzar- To Anakin is probably very like something that would happen. I Um, agree too. And like, because it's not because of like, I know people are like, oh, Elzar and Anakin are like the same, or like Elzar is like Anakin, but it's because like they have similarities, but Elzar and they took different paths, and like the order was very different. So, like, the order was able and like Stellan was able to help Elzar, whereas like the order and like was not able to help Anakin and like Palpatine had a hand in Anakin and like, and I did, Um, I was singing the other day about like, they both have like a love interest, you know, like there are parallels. And I think that that's very intentional. Um, But the way that they like, not just how well the relationships are written, because I think that like Elzar and avery's relationship is just like more, like I, I feel more invested in it. But just, like, the way that they approach, like, interacting with a person that they have feelings for Anakin is so, like, obsessive and, like, kind of weird about it. Um, Whereas Elzar, it's like, yes, he does love Avar, and he does, like, feel frustrated that they can't be together, and, like, sometimes he lets that sort of get the better of him, but he is able to, like, take it back and, like, recognize his mistakes, which is something that Anakin couldn't do in the end. And so I do think that them being in a lineage would be pretty powerful. Also kind of just like
1: something that I just thought about is like, we talk about the she is all that matters and its consequences. Um, and that is definitely something that Anakin had, you know, and that is why we have the, the empire. Um, but we don't really see that a lot with Elzar yet. I'm worried about the <laughs> fallen star. I hope he doesn't fall into that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that I know that Ahsoka didn't know um, that Anakin was Vader at the time um, and that what happened happened because of what happened. But I do think that she saw how attached Anakin was to Padme. Um, And so we have that scene at the end of season one of Rebels where Kanan is captured and taken to Mustafar. And Hera is like, I don't know what to do. And she's talking to Ahsoka, who we didn't know it was Ahsoka then. Well, it was just Fulcrum then. And she's like, you can't go after him. Like, it's too risky. And you're you're just going to have to let it be. And however it turns out, it that's how it turns out. Um, and I felt like that was a moment where I was like, that is very much Ahsoka in the way that Ahsoka does care about everyone and is is definitely someone to be like I want to get everyone out and I want to I want to save people but she also knows when it's time for the force to handle things um and she obviously learned a lot of that from her experiences being kicked out of the order and being told that's just the way of the force I think that a lot of a lot of what she goes through in her like mental process, she is like, okay, well, I am here because of the force. And that's very Jedi-like of her. Um, and I just think that she does have a a very well-balanced set of ideals when it comes to what can I do as a tool of the force and what can the force do by itself? Um, and that's something that is very, something that we lacked a lot of with the prequel Jedi, um, and something that, you know, we see a lot of with the High Republic Jedi. It's a very good balance of where do I stand as a Jedi, and where do I stand as a person?
0: It's really interesting to see, even like, even in the Mandalorian, we see it, which is obviously a lot of time has passed, but Ahsoka still thinks about Anakin and like what happened with him, and is like, I am not going to let a repeat of this happen. Like, when she says that she won't train Grogu because she's like, he is too attached to you, and like, I know what that does to a person, even though like she has interacted with like Kanan by this point and seen his relationship with Hera and known that like it could be okay. But in her experience, like she saw what happened to Anakin because of his attachment to Padme, and she's like, I'm not going to let that happen again because no matter how strong you are like how good of a Jedi you are you could fall into that and no one's really like quote-unquote safe from that it's like on a person-to-person basis whether you can handle that attachment or not and she's like this is not a risk that I am willing to take with a student that I would be taking on
1: right I think that she does have like this like understanding of where the line is and you know she sees everything that you know her and grogu were like communicating and they she saw like things that he went through and she knew like this is she saw his attachment to dan and was like yeah like this is something that is too much for me to teach as a jedi and as the jedi that i am I feel like she's also kind of at the point in the Mandalorian, she's still a little bit like, okay, well, I'm not really a Jedi. Like I'm kind of there ish, you know? Um But yeah. And that's why she does let Din know. She's like, yeah, like you can have other Jedi try. There's not many of us left, but you know, you can try. Um, And so I do think that that is something um, that's very specific to Ahsoka, just her, understanding of people, um, which she didn't always have. And that is very like telling to her like character arc and her growth um, is just like we saw her at the beginning and not really understanding like uh, a lot of the nuances of the war that she was playing a part in. And then she learns, she learns through Padme and unfortunately a lot through Lux Bonteri, which is horrible, but you know, she does. And um she, you know, that's all added into her character. And at the point we see her latest, which is in The Mandalorian, all of that, like all of her character, like and all of the lessons she's learned for years and years, all play a part in who she is now. Um, and that's something that's so special to see.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. In next week's episode, we will be discussing Agent Callus from Rebels, so feel free to send us questions related to that as well. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.